You are listening to the Beyond a Survivor podcast. I'm Karen Messina, and my goal is to share all of my knowledge, lived experience, and survivor stories with all of you. Together, we will talk about everything that will help you triumph over trauma, because there is so much more beyond being a survivor. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? It's me, Karen. Oh my gosh. Today, my husband and I went to a place called Body Mind Float Tank. I highly recommend it for anybody who wants to relax, for one thing. And it's funny because the topic of this episode, 198, is called worry. So anyway, we um, I knew about this float tank place. So what it is, is, I don't know, hundreds of pounds of Epsom salts in this tank and you just lay there and float and it's for 90 minutes. And I thought, oh gosh, 90 minutes. I don't know if my mind can relax for that long floating in a pool of water. Uh, but they have ones that are cathedral, which is all open. The one I was in was like, um, kind of like an incubator, but it was open. Then they have ones that you close completely, which I would not have liked that. Anyway, you get in there. It's supposed to be good for stress and uh, muscle aches and pains and all kinds of body aches. I mean, Epsom salts in and of themselves is good. People use them all the time to soak when they are sore. So just imagine floating in this pool and it's so much salt that it keeps you floating. Even your head, even heavy people, skinny people, it doesn't matter. It was amazing. So you kind of get in there and you get situated and you just all of a sudden are floating. So I just closed my eyes and tried to just relax. And pretty soon you feel like you're laying in jello because it's holding you up. It's just amazing. Anyway, that's what we did this morning. And then after that, we went and saw my brand new baby granddaughter who was born four weeks early. Crazy. Anyway, it was it's been a great day. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten past everything that's going on with me, I hope everything's going great with you. So today, I don't want you to worry because we're going to talk about worry. What does worry do to you? Well, I went to the Googles and to the dictionary to start us off with an actual description of worry. So they said, worrying, give way to anxiety or unease, allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles, causing anxiety about actual or potential problems, making you feel unhappy and frightened. Now I want you to pay attention to how many times the word anxiety popped up in there. I feel like the word worry and anxiety go hand in hand. Now, I've said this many times in the past, that anxiety is the fear of what might happen or what has happened in the past that could ha possibly happen again. I hope that makes you feel a little bit better knowing that anxiety is really just worrying. Worrying can take a toll on your body and your mind. Just think about it. That constant focus that's placed on a situation or a thing is very draining when it's a negative or a speculation or hearsay. And you know what hearsay is? Hearsay is something someone else said. 
sometimes we think about what could happen based on a past event in our lives or by fear that was instilled in us by, you know, by our caregivers or someone in our lives, right? And remember, I talked about this before. Your parents could have been afraid of, say, going on roller coasters, right? Your parents never did it, never liked it, and always talked negatively about it. So your parents are like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. It's so dangerous. So many accidents have happened on them. And so, of course, you're going to be afraid of going on a roller coaster because that was instilled in you by someone else. Before anything actually happens, we have thought about it and worried about it and possibly, and this happens more than you know, twisted the truth around in our minds, making it almost impossible to see the truth or to know what another person is thinking or going to do because we have it all figured out, right? Based on either something someone else said or something that we think. All of that is so exhausting. Just think about it. Worrying excessively can have the same effect on your body as chronic stress, triggering the fight or flight response and releasing stress hormones like cortisol. Now, chronic stress or worry has been shown to contribute to serious health issues, everyone, like digestive problems. I can raise my hand to that heart disease, and suppression of the immune system. Now, that I want to talk about because if I'm, I've am i been sick for, as you can hear in my voice, like since January, I have just been sick. I can't get better. And I think I've been worrying about a few things. And when you worry and you're upset and you're not happy, you will not get better if you're sick. It will take longer to get better. You're in a negative space all the way around. So it's suppressing your immune system. Just think about it. It's suppressing so many things when you're worrying and when you're upset. It's suppressing joy and happiness for sure. And it's keeping you in a space that's just not healthy. Now, heart disease, like think about it. Heart disease, you could really, I mean, your heart is very important as we know. And if your heart is not pumping properly or it's you know racing too fast and you might have i don't know i'm not a doctor but there are studies that show that heart disease is also shows up a lot with worrying and anxiety so if you replace the word worry with anxiety you can see how damaging this is to your body and to worry about something somehow doesn't seem as bad as the word anxiety, right? So I really want you to start replacing that because if you're just worrying about something all the time, you might be a chronic worrier, but you don't need to label yourself, well, I have an anxiety disorder, which is what a lot of people will say about themselves. So let's not label ourselves. Let's label the feeling. Let's label the thing. So what do we do about it? How do we fix this? First, we need to stop labeling ourselves as having a disorder. Once you have identified that you are worrying, hopefully unnecessarily, and not stricken with some anxiety disorder, you can begin to make sense of it all. Now, my suggestion is to first know the facts. And I'm telling you, 
if you don't have the facts, you don't have a reason to be worrying. Because when we worry about speculation or something another person said, we are using precious energy and brain cells that could be used to create a solution for you rather than stress, right? Because you're just creating stress when you could be creating a solution or another path to follow. When you are worrying about something, it makes you feel awful. It makes me feel awful. I know that for sure. It'll make you be sad and drained and you feel tired. Just think about it. I mean, how many of us are saying that? Like, oh my gosh, I got home from work and all I could do was just lay down and sleep. I'm so drained and tired. Is it because you're worrying about something? Having the facts and experiences to back up your feelings will help you to put everything in perspective. Because when you start worrying about something that you don't know for sure, and that drives me insane when people do that, like I'll hear their, their story. And in my mind, I'm like, well, but did they tell you that? Is that something that you know for a fact? Did you hear it? Or are you just thinking this is going to happen because it's happened to you in the past? Or someone said something and they gave you their perspective and then you twisted it all night long, you thought about it and thought about it and you had it all figured out. And the next day you're so upset and worried about something you're not even completely sure about. Really, really think about that because you need to start putting that in perspective so that you're not causing yourself undue worry. Knowing the facts, and I, I always say this, there's power in knowledge, there's power in facts. And if you don't have the facts, then you have no reason to worry. Now, let me give you a little example. Someone says, I'm worried that if I put all my faith and trust into this relationship, you will eventually hurt me or betray me in some way and eventually leave me. So this is what you're thinking, right? Or somebody's thinking. This kind of worry will sabotage relationship for sure. How, you might be asking? Well, the second guessing everything your partner does accusing your partner of something because you are certain it will happen because it happened before with some other person or creating stress in an attempt to prove a point. And remember, you don't want to just be proving a point You're, because that's a way to protect yourself, right? I'm going to prove this point that this is going to happen. And unfortunately, these are coping mechanisms that are techniques we've used to protect our emotions. They are definitely not healthy ways of dealing, but it's what happens. And as I've said in my last episode, communication is the key. When these feelings come up, you need to communicate them to your partner or to the people in your world and your life that's causing this. So when I talk about safe relationships and safe environments, this will be super important here. You have to feel safe enough emotionally to express your feelings and your fears with your partner or the people you live with. Communicating instead of internalizing every feeling will give you a much better outcome. Plus it, it gives you a release of those feelings that are bottled up inside. And those bottled up feelings, they're just going to explode, honestly. Now, a better way to approach this is saying something like, I'm worried that if I put all my faith and trust into this relationship, you, you will eventually 
hurt me and betray me in some way. This has happened to me before, and I'm not quite sure why I have this fear now, but I wanted you to know what I'm feeling. When I stormed out of the house earlier, it was because I didn't know what else to do, but I do love you and want and would love your support. That That is a better way to approach it. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know it sounds easier said than done because you might be saying, if I express myself like that, even expressing yourself may scare you because you tried that before and it backfired, right? And the person you were with at the time didn't really accept that very well. But hang on, I got to get a drink. But if the person you are with matters to you and it matters who you're with because you need to be with someone who will understand where you're coming from, you absolutely 100% need to be in a safe relationship. There is a solution to what you are experiencing or feeling. I would love to help you move past your pain and fear. Please feel free to reach out to me by either going on my website, which is completely confidential, or emailing me or messaging me on Facebook. I'm sure you all know how to get a hold of me, but it's really important to understand your feelings here and to know that you're with somebody who is safe for you and that the other person that you were with that made you feel bad was not a safe relationship. All right, everybody, you know that I love you. And hey, go try that uh, float tank if you have one in your town and really get de-stressed. All right, we'll talk to you all next time. Hello, if you are interested in moving from a survivor to a thriver in your life and or your business, I have a six months coaching solution just for you. This is how it works. We meet one-on-one, -on -one, once a week on a coaching call from the comfort of your own home or office. I meet you where you are at right now in your journey so that we can move forward from here. We will identify where you are stuck and put a plan in place and a path to follow to your success. If that sounds good to you, just hop over to my website at karenmessina.com and sign up for your confidential consultation. What do you have to lose? Can't wait to meet you.